0: Given the government's focus on the economy and China, it obviously cannot allow itself to be distracted by the upsurge of common crimes that could turn the country into a crime capital, with criminal syndicates running circles around its law enforcement agencies. But maintaining peace and order in the country is not a distraction but the principal function of government. The upsurge in common crimes cannot continue for long. The real story has yet to hit the headlines, but security and police officials are apparently deeply concerned and have been trying to figure out what to do at their own level absent any massive anti-crime drive from the government, notably the Department of Justice, DOJ, and the Department of the Interior and Local Government, DILG. Security and police sources who ask not to be identified say the upsurge in drug and human trafficking, international sex trade, illegal gambling, money laundering, and other economic crimes may have reached an alarming level where it now poses a serious threat to the peace, security and international integrity of the nation. They fear this threat could become irreversible if the government does not act soon. According to these sources, these illegal and criminal activities have created a huge underworld economy worth trillions of pesos that pays no taxes to the government and recognizes no moral obligation to follow the rule of law in society. They are, of course, subject to criminal sanction and legal prosecution, but they enjoy political protection from powerful politicians who exercise what Prime Minister Stanley Baldwin was the first to call power without authority, the prerogative of the harlot through the ages. This is power in excess of what is authorized by the Constitution, the law, Public tolerance or consent. These sources narrate that recently the daughter of a former president of a large ASEAN country sought the help of Philippine police authorities to go after a Chinese Filipino malefactor who had succeeded in defrauding her and her two other foreign friends of a sizable sum in U.S. dollars. A sympathetic senior Philippine police official listened to her travails and promised to help. But before he could do anything, a powerful politician intervened. He asked to meet the police official for lunch. When the police official answered the invitation, He found the politician in the company of the Chinese Filipino malefactor, whom he learned just then was being hunted by Interpol for a number of crimes. The message was clear. The malefactor was under the protection of the politician, and no brief would be heard against him. But this was just one carnivorous fish in the pond. Our sources claim there are at least five such fishes, all bearing monosyllabic names. They are allegedly in charge of dangerous drugs, illegal gambling, which includes electronic sabong, or e sabong, small town lottery. STL, Philippine Offshore Gaming Operation, POGO, and other casino operations, sex trade, and money laundering. Jutang, the old numbers game, which became the trigger for President Estrada's ouster in 2001, has apparently become small time. Their estimated daily take, according to these sources, runs sky high. From drugs, which involve the transporting, selling, and distribution of large quantities of cocaine, heroin, and methamphetamine, rather than recreational drugs in moderate quantities, the sources offered no estimates. From Pogo, which China has reportedly banned within its jurisdiction but which a North Korean ring is reported to have taken over, $500 million. From Isabong, which has made the Filipino cockfight an international gaming activity, $100 million. From STL, which reportedly employs 300,000 Filipino bookies and involves some 40 million Filipino participants, P470 million for one draw and P1.4 billion for three draws. From the sex trade, which involves the sale of Russian, Chinese, Vietnamese, Cambodian and Filipino women to international clients, no estimates were offered. None of the crime lords ever figure in Forbes' annual listing of the country's billionaires, but our sources suspect they are easily among the country's richest. It's not just a question of the underworld economy making bundles of money for a few crime lords while the legal economy is forced to borrow from domestic and external sources to support its programs, though the more permanent and serious damage is to the reputation of the nation and the character of the people who lose their moral and spiritual values, their regard for honest and hard work, and also their possessions, because of their addiction to vice. According to our sources, the Philippine Gaming Corporation, PAGCOR, even tried to capitalize on the president's name by conceptualizing a regular nationwide bingo draw to be known as Barangay Bingo Millionario, or BBM, exactly as the president writes his initials, and involving the nation's 42,000 barangay. Luckily, Philippine National Police, PNP, Chief Mgan. Benjamin Accorda reportedly got wind of it and helped to nip it in the bud, saving the president so much unnecessary embarrassment. But unnoticed by the government, its spokesman and propagandists till now, the nation's reputation as a growing den of vices has traveled a long way and continues to travel at an alarming pace. President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. must now show an iron hand and stop it once and for all. The consequences of inaction could be fatal. Fstad at gmail.com.